You're listening to Concho Valley Community Action Agency's CVCAA Unplugged from Action to Impact podcast. Today we're talking with Outreach and Marketing Director Sydney Timmer about some of the work that CVCAA is doing for our homeless community. Hey, all this is Mike Burnett. I'm the executive director of Contra Valley Community Action Agency. You're listening to CVCAA Unplugged. Today, we have our outreach and marketing director, Sydney Timmer. Mm-hmm. How's it going? It's going good. You probably, if you are a fan of CVCAA, you follow us on social media, you see her. Uh, she does a lot of our um, um, public appearances, uh, whether it's with the different news channels mm-hmm. or... Uh, when they go live, when they do outreach events. So yeah. she's the one of the faces that you see a lot on. And today you here. don't have to see the face. That's right. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just all just audio. That's right. And so this is a new podcast that we're doing. Um, we have figured out that we are probably San Angelo's best kept secret. Or one of yes. San Angelo's best kept secret. When people talk about CVCAA or Contra Valley Community Action Agency, one of the things we hear the most mm-hmm. is who? What? Yeah. I'm sorry. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? C-V-C-A-A-A-A-B-C-B. <laughs> so we decided that, you know, as a way to kind of educate our public mm-hmm. here in the Concho Valley, we would do a, a weekly podcast talking with different uh, providers or uh, low, uh, work with low-income individuals. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so us, so today we're going to talk about CVCAA a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are a community action agency. Yes. We were founded in 1966. We came out of part of President Johnson's Economic Opportunity Act of 1964. It's funny. I was I was visiting family, and and yeah. one of my nephews was like, "What is it you exactly do?" And I just went. In, I went <laughs> into the whole. Let me tell you. I just went into the whole <laughs> spiel of what it is to be a community action agency. Yep. Oh, I. It's um. If anyone asks, it's like, oh, you're getting the five minute version. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give you the long run. Let me give you the the. The, this elevator ride is going to take <laughs> us to the top of the building because mm-hmm. we're going to keep talking. So. Yes. <laughs> um, and one of the neat things about community action, uh, so we're a part of a thousand member network across the mm-hmm. country, uh, 30 plus here in Texas. And we all subscribe to this thing called the promise of community action. Uh, community action changes people's lives, embodies the spirit of hope, improves communities, makes America a better place to live. We care about the entire community. We are dedicated to helping people help themselves and each other. It's that that part of the we help the entire community that really That's resonates. That's my favorite part. Yeah. yeah, it's not just, yes, our mission is to work with low-income individuals mm-hmm. and households, but we care about the entire yes. community. We want to see all of our communities in the Concho Valley yes. thrive and prosper starting with the low income folks and when they start thriving and prospering it just it's a it trickles it's a ripple up. effect yeah. yeah it goes straight up there so. absolutely what's that phrase that you always use a rising tide lifts all boats yeah and you know if our most vulnerable struggling neighbor starts to do better and can contribute as a member of society then i mean that's just everyone's getting it is better at that. it is this last spring uh, you spearheaded something called Bridge Builders that we did mm-hmm. here. You want to talk about that for a bit? Yes. So Bridge Builders was a really exciting idea that we actually got from another community action agency up in the Panhandle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we really, so an, an aspect of community action, um, besides helping families and households be lifted out of poverty, is also to advocate for them. So mm-hmm. being a voice for, for people whose voice don't carry as far. And so um, that was something that we were really starting to look at 
Um, you might have seen us on Facebook sharing that we've talked at, at city council, trying to meet with officials. August Fluger came to one of our navigation days, which we're going to talk about in a bit, but um, finding ways to do that. And so the idea for bridge builders is that um, in a day, um, there's going to be a session with neighbors from all walks of life, um, all different parts of our city, um, and that that just have a you know a different viewpoint. And so bringing them all in one room and asking them three simple questions. Um, and we kind of adapted our questions from Panhandle's um, Bridge Builders event. And so we did, what would you like to see continue happening in your city? What are some great things happening? What do you want to see start happening? What needs to happen? In, uh, what can we get started? And then lastly, what needs to stop? Um, and so having those conversations, uh, having the roundtables, getting that those answered answers documented and, and written down. And later that evening, we met with people on city council. We met people with school board and also our county commissioners um, to really just relay everything that we learned yeah. boiled down um, in a very digestible way. Um, and, and this was pure data that we took directly from the mouths of our neighbors to the ears of our yeah, officials. It was very fascinating to hear some of the needs that they see in their community, mm -hmm. in their neighborhoods or whatnot. And I was worried that the whole conversation was going to turn into a big gripe session. And, yes. then, and then the elected officials would look at it and be like, well, they're just ticked off. So, yeah. but it never, it never really did that. They were genuine no. and honest in what they were talking about. And I don't know if you remember the stop list was much shorter than it the was. others. It was. Yes. They had a lot more uh, praise to give the city on yep. things that they've been trying to work on. Like handicap accessible came mm -hmm. back. Um, and that was mentioned about how they were glad that that was something that the city was looking at. Um, and so I think that was really good for our, our city council member to hear was yep. that people are noticing that people are noticing. And, you know, our elected officials and our, you know, our city government and county government, they, they work really hard at trying to make our part of, of Texas better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, th I think everyone in that room was proud to live in San Angelo. Like, yeah. like no one was like, well, over in Midland, they do this better. I wish I was over there. I mean, everyone really cared about our community and were voicing things in a way that was respectful and also kind of prodding of here's some of the things that are really concerning. And there, yeah. it was, it was eye opening to me as well. Like, one of the things that came out of the morning conversation was, you know, I drive, someone mentioned they drive by um, one of the retirement, uh, the, the Rio Concho Manor mm, and yes. was like, you know, maybe it wasn't that one, but it was a retirement village like that. And they're like, you know, I see this elderly person out there at the bus stop, but there's no bench. Yes. Why is there not a bench? How do we get a bench? Yeah. And so we brought that up to the, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. We should have a bench yeah. and, and, and maybe a covering. And then we went to the elected officials and the conversation between the, the city and the county um, was fascinating mm -hmm. to me. So the Contra Valley Transit is uh, run under the uh, Contra Valley Com Council of Governments, yes. of which our elected officials, you know, they have a seat on that. And the conversation was, well, we just can't go drop a bench somewhere. The bench would belong to CVT, but the property it's on is in the right of way of the city. So it's on city property. Yes. And then there's the the code enforcement of what kind of bench is, is it, you know, is it sturdy? Is it going to break? If you're going to put a covering, you know, how, what's that going to look like? And so there was there was a lot more wheels of the mechanism that had to be figured out before you mm -hmm. just go drop a bench. Yeah. Um, the the neat thing also was there was a, a, a commitment from those two elected officials to follow through on it. And 
neat to say that there's a bench there now. I drove by a couple of weeks ago and, oh, yeah. hey, there's a, there's a bench there. So <laughs> that's they, crazy. they figured it out. So that's, you know, small win for the little Yay, guy. for sure. A win's a win. Yeah. So the, the, the bridge builders is something that we're doing to engage the whole community. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we go to a lot of health fairs. We go to a lot of trunk mm-hmm. retreats. We go to, a, you know, a Senior lot of different fiestas. things just to try to get yeah. our names out. Um, monthly, uh, we have started doing uh, leading. You are one of the two leaders for this. Um, a monthly, we call it Navigation Day, mm-hmm. and it's for our homeless neighbors. You want to fire away at that? Yeah, thing? yeah. So really how it started, um, we, as CVCAA, you know, we kind of got into the housing game right around COVID, and that was, um, you know, there was a lot of relief funds that were going out, and we were lucky to get a pretty good chunk of that. And that was our first taste of um, having neighbors that were dealing with homelessness, people that were facing homelessness, about to be evicted. Um, and so I think that really opened a lot of our eyes to, you know, what are the the things that are ha- well, that's happening? You know, yeah. they could not get on our wait list without an ID or in a social security card. Um, you know, it, a lot of them didn't have phones. So if they did get that voucher, we were having to figure out, you know, units for them and calling landlords. And there's just a lot of pieces. Um, And so once COVID funding hit and things kind of slowed down, we were still left with a a giant need. Um, And so one of the things that we started to do was street outreach. And so we Mm -hmm. visited, um, they call it Tent City. And so I'm starting to use that that term a little bit more. Um, But it's the largest encampment in San Angelo. And usually there's about 40 to 50 people that live there at any given time. Right. And this, this was the encampment that was under the the bridge by Central. Yes, originally. And yeah. then when the camping ban mm-hmm. came into effect from Governor Abbott, they had to be relocated. So they yes. moved. They moved up up the stream a little bit. Yeah. Um, and they're now on private property. So they're not mm-hmm. on public property. Yes. So. And they're pretty the, pretty well shielded. Yeah. Um, a lot of times people might, won't know that they're there. Um, which is good for their safety. And, you know, I, I, I think that's a good spot for them. Um, so we started doing outreach there. Um, it happened after um, there was a fire and it kind of got the attention of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was winter. It was cold. Um, and so we try. Uh, that was what kind of the catalyst to get right. us to start going out there. That was there. Febru- February 22. Yes. Yep. Yes. It was right around then. Um, and so trying to get them connected to those things that they need to hopefully, you know, if they're getting cleared out because once they scatter, it is very difficult for us to yep. find them again. Yep. Um, and so trying to get as much done as possible. After a couple of months, uh, we built a lot of trust. Finally, you know, there were some neighbors that, you know, these strangers showed up with food and are like, hey, what do you want? What do you need? And, you know, it, I, I can see how that's a, a little intimidating when we're coming into their home and their space. Uh, but after uh, about a month, a couple of months, uh, trust was being built. And a lot of them would come to us when we came up like, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Do you know anything? It's like, of course, yes, let's work on that. Um, And so it was really exciting um, for them to trust us, uh, not only with their needs, but their stories. And so getting to know, you know, what what led them to to being in the situation. And a lot of it is such a fine line. It is. And I think that's one thing the pandemic taught me was the the line of, you know, being self-sufficient and sustainable in your mm-hmm. home and being on the street is, is very thin. Yes. And, you know, we saw that a lot during the pandemic when, you know, people get sick yep. uh, with COVID and then, you know, they miss a couple of rent payments and then they're out. It's so that, over. Yeah. And, the, and it's, it's rarely is it a single issue that causes someone to be homeless. There's, there's a whole lot of factors yeah. in that as well. Yeah, absolutely. 
so after a couple of months of getting to know them and their stories, um, we felt like we were kind of just spinning our wheels. There's only so much that we can get done uh, an hour once a week mm-hmm. in the in the outdoors with no tables or Wi-Fi. And so uh, we got to talking as a group. It was um, myself and uh, West Texas Counseling and Guidance Representative, as well as um, people with West Side Baptist Church mm-hmm. and First Presbyterian. That's kind of been the core group. Um, but we were talking about like, man, it would be really nice if we could just have all of these things in one place and just do it now, you know, but like we can't bring 20 representatives (laughs) out to 10 cities. So how are we going to do this? And so uh, Navigation Day was born out of that. And so it is a once a month event uh, where agencies basically just do what they're doing in one spot. So um, we started out, uh, our first one was June of 2022. So we've just been doing this a little over a year. Um, But our first one, we had six agencies come through. Um, and 25 neighbors, and they got haircuts. They got to apply with us, and, and if they haven't already, and see where their application was at. Uh, we were just doing blood pressure checks, but La Esperanza was there. Uh, and so it was really exciting to see all of these people coming together in one space and, and just getting to, to bounce around. Right. A lot of the things that I've heard from neighbors is it will take all day to get one thing done. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that one thing is just walking across town for a free meal yep. and then walking back to their camp. Um, so it is extremely, it, it will take a long time for them to get all the way over to Goodwill to get their ID or to get over here to do this. Um, and so it really tries to streamline that process. Um, now we've and, outcome, and, yes. and it's, it's not a resource. There are resources there, but it's not a resource fair. Like where you not. would go and get paper. Here's, here's what we do. Come back tomorrow and see this. Uh-huh. These people from these different agencies are doing services at, at the navigation day. Absolutely. So instead of having to, you know, come and find out about something and then the next day travel to wherever that is, mm-hmm. they can, they can get that service done right there. Yes. It, that that's the impressive part that, and that, yeah. that took a little bit of time for some agencies to kind of figure out. Yeah. But, seeing you know those those six agencies and now when you talk about what we're doing now mm-hmm. is insanely awesome yes yeah so we quickly outgrew uh it's the first couple of them were in the speakeasy um in the basement of the cactus mm-hmm. which is where we were our office was located at um uh, and we quickly outgrew that we've seen an increase pretty much every single month yep. um and so after that we moved over to contra valley transit uh, and use their annex building. We also use St. Paul Presbyterian Church a few times. Um, and we were busting at the seams at all of those. Yep. Every, it seems every month, not only did our neighbors, uh, the number of neighbors that came through the door increase, but also the number of agencies that wanted to participate. Yeah. Um, and it was really exciting to see the ones that were reaching out, like, I can do this. Because like you said, you know, it, it took them a little time to realize, oh, I'm not just giving pamphlets and swag out at this thing. We're, we're doing things. Um, but that word quickly got out and people were like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can provide this service. I can provide this item. And so it was really amazing to see things that I hadn't thought about that popped up. That was like, that would be amazing. Yeah. Yes, let's do that. Yeah, I think the biggest one for me was when Las, Las Baranza has been coming since the beginning. Yes. And they would send a couple of nurses and like you said, do blood yeah. pressure check. They were doing some, some shots yeah. early on. But when they started bringing the mobile clinic. Yes. Which, and if you've not seen the mobile clinic, and on an upcoming episode of, of this podcast, we're talking with Dean mm-hmm. Munn, the CEO of La Esperanza, yeah. and that when that mobile clinic started rolling in, and that I think that first one they saw like 25 or 30 people saw a doctor for the first time, and some of them in, in a decade or two. Yes, yes. You know, so now they're getting screened by a 
doctor and nurse, you know, if there's if there's a serious health complication, they can deal with it right then. They're getting mm-hmm. um, some diabetes uh, shots. Some have gotten some insulin. Yep. Um, they're getting their their vaccines. I mean, it is yeah. it is crazy to think about how much health care these people are getting that have not had health care forever. Yes. Uh, when when Downtown's Lions Club is there, you know, doing vision screening, and now now homeless neighbors are getting glasses mm-hmm. for the first time in forever. Those are yeah. things that I think I think people not you know that don't work with homeless folks they don't understand all these obstacles to just yeah. existing, just to be alive, and mm-hmm. then to you know to you think about yeah you know my if my glasses break oh, I got to wear like last year's pair of glasses and this prescription's off and it gives me a headache. Well, imagine not having glasses at all. Yes. Or imagine not going to the doctor when you you know have a cough or something. Yeah. I think it's really amazing. Um, these are life-saving measures. Yes, big time. That That's happening. And I, I think that's something that we might take for granted. But I read a thing. Um, it was talking about, you know, we've been trying to figure out how to get showers mm-hmm. over to our navigation day. That's kind of one of the big steps that we're trying to figure out that we can take next. And I was reading some stuff about it. But the bacteria that's on your skin, um, if you are not, if you don't have access to a shower and cleaning regularly, that can start to turn yeah. deadly fast. Yeah. If there's a small scratch or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a nail bed, there's, you know, a little opening um, that can get in there and, and it turns into something really bad yeah. quickly. Yeah. And so it's, um, it's really exciting to see that, that these aren't just, uh, none of this is a luxury, but it, it's mm-hmm. not just a nice thing that we're doing. Yeah. It, it's, it's saving lives, saving lives. It is. And the, you know, you think this last, couple of months we've had 15 to 17 service providers mm-hmm. yeah. right? i mean across the spectrum there's some churches there doing some work rust yeah. street is there um adac cv the the alcohol yeah. and drug abuse council yeah shannon uh, hiv shannon HIV is there mm-hmm. yeah so they can swab and let someone know if they have that and connect yeah. them to services immediately yeah um as well as other std tests yeah goodwill is there doing uh helping get ids and mm-hmm. Uh, social security cards. Um, yeah. We have someone there from our office doing SNAP intake so yes. they can get on Texas benefits. I mean, it's just yeah. the workforce is there. MHMR is there. West Texas Counseling is there. And it's just, you look, you walk in and it's just, I, I like to go in, not right when y'all are setting up, A, because I don't want to help set yeah. up. But, <laughs> but also I like coming in in the middle of it when it's all in action because there's a buzz. Mm-hmm. It's exciting to watch. And you think, yeah. All these groups are, you know, we're, we're not siloed in our own individual agency's work. We are working together. Mm-hmm. Um, this last month while I was there, um, there was that, that one individual who needed a car seat. Yes. And, and you and Jason uh, were going around. At each age, do you all have a car seat? Do you know someone yeah. who has a car seat? And it was, you know, every agent, oh, we don't have one, but what? you might call this person. You might yes. think about this person. What about this? And then eventually... They had a car yeah. seat, and this was this was for a a, a single dad um, with his three year old son living in their car. Yes, and you know, kudos to that dad for knowing my son needs a car seat for when we move, mm-hmm. you know, move the vehicle. But yeah, um, you know, and you think of in the big scheme of things, you know, he could he's concerned about food, he's concerned about warmth, you know, and water and those things, but also still has the 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 ability to think my son needs a car seat so yep. that we can move the vehicle safely and yeah. not harm this kid. That was, that was very impressive to see. Yeah. Um, that happen. was, that was a really exciting day. I think it was that same day 
um, we had a neighbor that was applying for our tenant-based rental assistance mm-hmm. for persons oh, with yeah. disabilities. Yeah. Um, and this individual, he's been working with us for a while. Um, he's been homeless for nine years. Um, and I, he's one of the ones where, you know, so you can start to see that hope die down a little bit and kind of just the... Yeah, he's beaten down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't blame him. Nine yeah. years is a long time. Um, but so, you know, he's applied, and he's tried and just all these different factors. And then this new program that we've had come up, I was like, look, I think this one could really do it. You know, you, you're working odd jobs with some ladies at the church. Let's get you that form. The form needed notarized. There was a notary with one of the ladies that came from Goodwill. So we were able to walk across the gym and go get that signed and done. As opposed to him. Being in our office, yep. needing a notary, and then having to walk across town to somewhere with a yep. notary and then bringing it back. So yes. a day or two in between there, maybe losing paper, maybe it rains or something. Yes. Yeah. And that was a yeah. five minute thing right there. Right there. Boom. Uh, and but then, the second part of it. Yes. And so one of the things for our tenant based rental assistance uh, for persons with disabilities, they do have to have a verification of disability. And luckily, that does not mean that you have to be receiving disability. Right. You from don't the have state. to get SSDI. Exactly. You just have to have a, a, a doctor mm-hmm. sign that off. Yeah. And that could be um, intellectual, physical, um, you know, it, right. it's, a, it's a scope. It's a pretty wide range of, of, yes. of, of what that could be. Exactly, exactly. And so this particular individual has had really bad issues with his shoulder and clavicle um, and ha- has applied for disability. But, you know, as we all know, that is a long process. Yeah. Um, but he had something that a doctor would sign off on. And because he's been coming to Navigation Days for months, his primary doctor is now Doctor Wimpy, Wimpy yep, from Las with Las Franza that, that comes with when the that mobile clinic. clinic rolls in. He's mm-hmm. he's the face on the side. He it's, is. it's so crazy that there's this face here right there, and here he is standing right there next to it. Mm-hmm. So. And he's been amazing and and very consistent, and comes pretty much every month. Yep. Um, and so he's gotten to know this neighbor, and so we were able to walk across the other side of the gym and go have Doctor Wimpy sign that form. Yep. So we had a complete application for him when yeah, he was that's done. So cool. Um, so that was something that it was, it felt like the peak of what our navigation day was meant to be. It was. And it was a very exciting yeah, day. When we start to see return visits mm-hmm. and they're, and they're not just coming to the CVCA table, they're now starting to hit the other tables. And that's, you know, in the, the continuum of becoming self-sufficient, you know, you know, and I know from the, the research we've read and just from working with our clients that, you know, they can't tackle every issue every day and they they will hit the the biggest need first and a lot of times that's that's housing uh some kind of protective shelter but once they start seeing that taken care of then they can start going to the next one then they can start going to the next one and the next one and so they're starting to really make the the rounds yeah it's very cool absolutely and i think that's you know we've been fighting for getting a homeless shelter and a a homeless community here in san angelo and really i mean the the housing first model is that you know once you take away that like survival, like yep, you know, survival mode, survival mode, and they know they have a place where they are going to be safe mm-hmm. and their items are not going to be stolen and that this is where they can breathe for a moment. Yeah. That's when, you know, the, oh, I can do this. Oh, I could actually, you know, yeah. this is attainable. Um, and so once they get out of that survival mindset, um, the goals and, and yeah. dreams can start to yeah, come back. Yeah, it's a lot harder. You know, we hear a lot of time. Why don't they just get a job? Why don't they just... You know, and getting a job is, is challenging without IDs, Yep. without clean clothes, without showers, yep. without, you know, hygiene. Um, 
about transportation, mm-hmm. uh, reliable transportation. There's all a those way things. to know what time it is sometimes, yep. and, yep. and yeah, or having alarms in. to get mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so just wake up. We get we start Nick knocking them down, hitting this one piece first. Yep. Next piece. Uh, so the navigation days are the last Tuesday mm-hmm. of every month. This yes. coming up is November and December, so it's, yes, it's so a little different. A little bit. Yeah. Um. Uh. November. Uh, November, I believe, is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. All right, so that would be the last. Yes. Tuesday. Oh, so it would be the last yeah. Tuesday. Yes. So it is going to be the last one. Uh, but December, it's going to be before the nineteenth. Yeah, before Christmas. Yes. And then in January, we're back on that. Uh, yeah. So actually, January, um, we do have the twenty twenty four dates lined up, and they are consistently the last Tuesday. Great. Um, the only one that kind of varies is actually January. Um, when we participate in the point in time count. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, which is basically. Um, us taking a census of our homeless community, and it tells us the minimum number right. of minimum. homeless neighbors. This last year, it was 197. Yes. And we know that there's more than 197 homeless folks in, Absolutely. in San Angelo. Uh, yeah. It's more, than, it's more than what most people in the community think of when they think homeless. They think it's the people at Walmart that are panhandling under 6th Street Bridge, panhandling. Yep. There's, there's over 200 individuals that are homeless, plus another 150, 60 that the school district counts as homeless. Yeah. Um, Cause they use a little bit of different definition, but if you think about yeah. that, that's, that's over, you know, 300 individuals, some of them children mm-hmm. that are experiencing some form of homelessness. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, our, our point count, a yeah. point in time count uh, is in January. And so we do move it to that Thursday um, to try to make sure that while they're coming in and getting services, we can get them yeah. counted. Um, we really want that number to be as accurate as possible yep. so that, you know, the re- the city officials and the state of Texas and, and the rest of our community members, people listening right now, know the scope. Yeah. And if you are, you know, a volunteering type person, we could use your help. You know, yeah. It takes teams. We send teams out. We train them on how to do it. It's all on an app. It's on your smartphone. You go out, um, you engage our homeless neighbors, uh, mm-hmm. short questionnaire, um, and it gets those numbers up. And a lot of the funding the coming from HUD uh, for um, homeless is based off that point in time count. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we try to be as accurate. Uh, real quick, also coming up um, in a few weeks is Hunger and Homelessness Week. Yes. Uh, that's the middle part of November. Mm-hmm. Um, we are engaging city council, just kind of, hey, reminder this week is coming up trying to draw focus and awareness to food insecurity and housing insecurity and homeless folks Um, number of events on that tuesday the um sorry i should have wrote these down that's okay uh but no hunger and homelessness week does run from november 11th that's it through the 18th yep so yeah 11th through 18th so november 14th we have a homeless roundtable symposium where we're gonna try we're trying to bring uh People who are interested in solving the homeless crisis here in San Angelo together. Yeah. That will be at 9 a.m. at St. Paul Presbyterian Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our partners, they operate the Oasis. Yes. Uh, coming up in an upcoming episode, we talk with Tim, uh, Pastor Tim, about the Oasis that they run. Um, on the evening of Thursday, November 9th, is oh, the vigil. Uh, oh, we actually, moved that. Yes, no, yes. That's uh, going to be that Monday. I'll let you talk about no, it. No, you're okay. I'm the... <laughs> uh, I might have the day wrong, but I believe Monday's the 13th. Yes. Yes. And so that's when we're going to have our homeless vigil. Um, it's going to be on at the city, ste- city Yes, hall. at yep. City Hall. Um, and so we're going to, you know, kind of come together, talk about, you know, kind of put in perspective a little bit what this crisis is and have a moment of silence because 
there are neighbors that have been lost to this. Like we said, you know, it, it's very dangerous out there. And so um, taking a moment, that's going to be yeah. 7 to 8 p.m. Should, as, as executive director, I should just listen to my team and, <laughs> and not talk sometimes. So that's that's Monday the 13th, Tuesday morning the 9th. Uh, Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. on the 14th is that round table. Mm -hmm. Tuesday evening yes. is a quiz for a cause yes. at Marshall Pint. So that's with Geeks Who Drink trivia and so if you uh, enjoy trivia and want to have a, a an evening out and also donate to the you know it, it takes money to run these things it so does. that's a small piece of that on thursday the yes. 16th is uh we're having a free movie night yes um this we're is gonna at san angelo performing arts center yes, in the brooks and bates mm -hmm. theater yeah it's like gonna be at 6 30 um like we said absolutely free and if you'd like to bring cold weather items to donate we will mm -hmm. absolutely take those um, Rosie is a really fantastic film that follows a family of six um, about 36 hours after they've lost their home. Yeah. Um, and so it really shows a different side of homelessness. Yeah, there was, you know, the, the way that film, you know, the arts can kind of help us relate and mm -hmm. tell the story. Uh, last year, about this time, um, the other, one of the theaters in town showed that one. With, I can't remember the name of it, but that, that kid up uh, the, in Texas. 10,000 Blankets? Um, yeah, 10,000 Blankets, you know, where he collected yeah. all those blankets and you know, it's a heart-wrenching story and it showed a good slice of what it you know that one was obviously focused on the family trying to find find their loved the, one their loved one who was uh, had some mental health issues and was homeless but it also gave you a snapshot into the challenges of just i've got blankets i want to give them to somebody yeah. you know how the what's the best way to do that um you know when you see people panhandling um a lot of people you know choose to ignore that some of them hand it out um, there are so many resources available in town and we're just trying to continually connect our people to them. You know, the soup yeah. kitchen up on, uh, that runs Monday through Friday. Um, uh, Catholic outreach does a lunch. Yeah. Uh, first Prez does a lunch on Sundays. I mean, there's a lot of resources and we're just trying to get that out. And that's what that hunger and homelessness week is all about. It's yep. just trying to raise awareness to that. So, yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, so absolutely, yeah. if if people don't already follow us on, on Facebook and Instagram, all of those events are absolutely yeah. going to be broadcasted on yeah, those. You can follow them on, on the CVCAA social media. You can follow yeah. them on the Concho Valley Homeless Planning Coalition's uh, social page. media. Yeah. yeah, So all those will be there. And uh, hopefully we'll see some of y'all there. So. Yes. Well, cool. Well, Sid, awesome. thanks for chatting. Of course. Always, I love to chat. It's fun when we get to pause in our day and talk about the things that we're really passionate mm -hmm. about. And, Absolutely. With our low income and homeless folks. So. Yeah. And I hope people learned a lot. And, you know, if y'all want to get involved, like you said, we are always looking for, for help with navigation day or mm -hmm. pit count. Yep. Um, we will find a way to and get you, you plugged. You in. can find us on cvcaa.org. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you are interested in donating, there's a donate now button. You can, you know, um, donate one time, donate monthly. Yes. Um, a lot of our funding uh, comes from the federal government. So we have funding for programs, but our homeless program saw a drastic drop from COVID money to now. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're trying to continue the work that we're doing with our homeless neighbors with limited resources. So if those are things that interest you, uh, reach out and connect with us and, and we will gladly uh, find a way for you to help us. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks. Absolutely. Thank y'all. Thanks y'all. Have a good day.